Hello. Is this 97.5 dingo and the baby? <laughs> Weenie and the butt. Um, what was the one? The baby. What was the one that uh, the Cleveland Quagmire were on that? They were. Uh, <laughs> it's like dark chocolate in the rod or something like that. Uh, it <laughs> it had to be. <laughs> it was it was something. Um, dark chocolate. Yeah, it was dark chocolate in the rod. We've looked this up. I'm pretty sure we talked about this last episode. <laughs> Pretty sure we probably did. I think this was last year. I think I just have like such good Family Guy trivia skills that I need to go to a bar. It was literally a purple link. It wasn't even blue on my Google, so we definitely have <laughs> gone through this before. We've been down this rabbit hole. <laughs> oh yeah, last time did not cut out anything at the beginning of the pod. By the way, of just course left, you didn't. Just left it in there. Yeah, and now there's a lot of confusion and question marks. <laughs> exactly. Keeping everyone on their toes. The suspense. Oh, crap. I'm at week two. All right. So, uh, week one happened. It was a very solid week, honestly. All the games were pretty pretty damn good games. And the ones that were blowouts were, like, surprising blowouts. Uh, nobody thought that the Packers-Saints would be the way it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I had, like, a I, feeling that the Saints were going to make it a game. I just thought the Packers were also going to play football, but they did not. I think – the only blowout I kind of predicted was the Rams and Bears. Like, I thought in my head, because Matt Stafford's first game, he's going to come out there and just tear it oh, up. Yeah. And he did. But, I mean, minus that, other than, like, the first half, it was a close game. Well, the first half is always close, but then, like, the second half is so when the good teams really start to play. I did predict the Cardinals-Titans game. I said the Cardinals were going to beat down the Titans. Yeah, I – did you watch that game? I didn't catch really much of it. I watched. I saw a bunch of highlights of it because yeah. I was watching um, NFL Red Zone. Actually, yeah, really but... cool. I've never watched it before. It was really good. Oh, really? Like yeah, Red yeah. Zone's good. You want to hear something even worse? Uh, hmm. Shout out to DirecTV. So they offer the Sunday ticket where you can stream it, right? Mm-hmm. But, and this is where the real kicker comes in, you, must have, local a games, dish, right? you must have a direct subscription to DirecTV with a satellite on your house to freaking stream their stuff. I'm like, you know what money you're not making? Oh, so you like, can't stream it because your parents have it. But since they... No, 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 no. None of us have direct TV. Because, like, last oh. year we watched the ticket every Sunday. And oh, now dude. it's just, you know... Uh, so, I have... ESPN, uh, CBS, I, Fox. Oh, dude. So, what I do, I have YouTube TV. And with it, YouTube TV a month is 54 bucks a month. And I get all my local broadcasts and everything like that. Like on ABC on Saturday at 3 o'clock, instead of seeing that Alabama-Miami football game, yeah. I instead got to see the uh, NDSU-Albany game, which I was uh, – well, That's because you're in Fargo, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's because I'm in Fargo. Okay. So I got the local broad that like got priority or whatever. So at least I know I get priority for that if I ever want to. Well, here's the worst part about priority being local in Wyoming. You get Broncos games. You know who does not want to watch Broncos games? This guy. <laughs> the Peyton family. So instead of watching the Packers get their asses kicked by the Saints, we were stuck with either the Broncos and Giants or whatever else was on. I can't even remember. But, I can't remember what was on CBS now. But let me let me finish this, though, right? So then I pay 54 bucks a month right now for the first three months, and then I think after that it goes up to 64 It's like $10 off the first three months. <laughs> After that, 
But, I mean, that's the same as Hulu Live is a 64, so I'm getting it cheaper for the first three months. But I can do an add-on and get the NFL ticket for an extra 10 bucks a month. So I pay 64 bucks a month right now for the NFL ticket. So I get Red Zone and the network and all that stuff. So do you get to pick any game you want to watch throughout the country? On the, on the Red Zone? No, no, no. You said you can see any game just like the ticket. Can you pick any game that you want to watch? So, like, if the Broncos are playing and I want to watch the Patriots, although I'm out here on the west end of the United States, can I watch that Patriots game? I did not play around with it that much. I'll find out this Sunday for you. But what I can do is I can watch a red zone, which pops up every single game as something is happening. And if nothing's happening, they just put it on the primetime games. But can you, like, click into, like, a red zone game and, like, put it on the big screen? Because, like, I, I used to do that with DirecTV, when I go over and watch it with my parents and Ed. And, I'm not uh, sure. I don't, I don't think so. God. But I do have access to – I can watch every game basically through the red zone, though. Like I, if, all the games are up at most of the time. If, if YouTube TV offers that, they have my money, and they can be the first free sponsor that we're going to have. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, like the picture quality of it is a lot better than Hulu Live TV. Like really? it's it was ten times better. I watch CBS and usually like on Hulu it's notorious. CBS is just like pixelated. Yeah. But on YouTube TV it was crisp. It was clean. Huh. Maybe Hulu's fixed itself now, but I have to go with what I know. And uh, Hulu sucked for that, and YouTube was pretty nice. Yeah. Just a side note here, and I know we're not talking college ball today. But did you watch any college games on Saturday? I watched every college game. So. 150 of them. I watched all of them. This is my little rant for a Wednesday. Why are the rules so freaking different between college and the pros? Like, you would think it'd be at least something. Oh, the first thing would be pass interference, because I've watched a couple games where pass interference in college isn't called, but the pros would be like six flags are out on the field. And then the other thing is that targeting penalty. It just doesn't seem like there's a lot of consistency. So the targeting, yeah, that's kind of an issue. I get the reason why they first implemented it was to make it so like kids wouldn't get hurt. That makes sense. Yeah, but they have to revamp it. Like it came out in what, like fourteen, fifteen when they first started doing it, maybe even longer before that. But like they haven't really touched it since they put it in. It, they need to update it, and like we get it now. Okay, it doesn't need to be as harsh, you know. But yeah. for like pass interference, I get it because yeah, I think college ball is supposed to be a step down it's amateur technically right well i know so, but here's here's what i'm talking about so two weeks ago i watched the minnesota ohio state game right mm-hmm. now there was a play minnesota was on offense and the receivers going he would have had a touchdown but the ohio state quarterback threw him in the ground i mean legitimately threw him and if he wouldn't have been thrown to the ground he would have caught the ball now on the professional like rules here in the NFL, if that would have happened, that would have been a pretty big deal. Like, it would have been a pass interference call all day. Oh, uh, you got to take also the refs. It just depends on the day. I mean, NFL refs missed it, too. And NCAA college football refs aren't at the same league as NFL refs. It's the same, like, level distinction. They're going to miss more calls than what you would in the NFL. Well, I know, but this like this one specifically was so blatantly obvious. And I'm like, if this would have been roles reversed, I'm pretty sure it would have been called. Like if Ohio State would have had the receiver and Minnesota had the corner. 
They well, would have been like, oh my god, don't touch him. Like, well, that's for sure. I mean, they just don't like the small schools because they don't make as much money. I, I guess, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Roger. I know it's not your fault, but thanks, Roger. <laughs> I, it's always his fault. All right, let's it, it, everything in the world is Roger Goodell's fault. Book of it. the uh, of the sixteen <laughs> games that happened on Week One, I myself correctly predicted nine of those sixteen, which is better than half. I'll take that. Ben got six. Here's the thing. Um, we both failed. We're, un- we're both an F on the grading score. Ain't lost. One and oh. Jordan couldn't beat me in a 1v1. Jordan's <laughs> almost 60, and he put your ass in the dirt, David. Yeah, yeah, don't come up here with that shit. I never lost. Um... But for the uh, the first game, we had Cowboys versus Bucks, which was one, one second. By the way, before we dive into this, what are we betting? That we're doing the same bet as last year: case of beer, bottle of whiskey, or we're going to do a bottle of whiskey for regular season and then something bigger for playoffs. I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm fine with the same thing. I just didn't have like a a clear idea of what we're I believe doing for that we said last week that we wanted to do something bigger for the playoffs. So this year's either going to be a case of beer or a bottle of whiskey, depending on what we decide for a regular season. We hadn't Ooh. figured out what we wanted to do for playoffs. Oh, getting roasted by your girlfriend, dude. <sighs> oh, dude, you just <laughs> roasted my ass. Probably <laughs> <laughs> gonna hit me back, like you know, like maybe you should give me my holes for Stafford. I'm gonna be like, no deal, Howie. <laughs> no, she doesn't. I literally told her Stafford will be the best quarterback she needs. You do not need anyone better. She knows. That was, that was like false hope, David. No, it's not. What do you mean? We'll get to it when we get to it. But we did you not watch the Sunday night game? I, I did. Stafford, very good. Probably going to okay, thrive cool. in LA. We'll get to it but, when we get to but, it. First, but, we have but, Cowboys but, versus Bucks. Tom Brady, better quarterback. Russell Wilson, better no, quarterback. No. Pat Mahomes, better quarterback. Kyler Murray, fantasy. On the same level. Fantasy. I'm talking fantasy. Tom Brady's he, not a better fantasy quarterback. With all those weapons, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Like, if we're talking like 2019 Patriots, where like he had maybe no, two no, really good no, targets, no, different no, story. No, no. Different story. He is just, it's stacked. Nope. I, re- I rest my case. I rest my case. Anyways, Cowboys, Bucks, really great game to start the season. I think if anybody had just started watching football this year and this was their first game, a great way to introduce it. Yeah, I agree with that. Dak showed up. He played Dak well. surprised us all. Cowboys played a lot better than expected. Dak balled out, but the only problem was that he left way too much time in the fourth quarter. I mean, come on, 10 seconds or more is way too much time for Tom Brady. Yeah, that is uh, absolute fact because you know he is the greatest quarterback of all time. So. Um, problem though that I noticed from both teams, uh, Tom Brady threw 50 passes. He got 32 completions, 379 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Dak Prescott threw 58 passes, had 403 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Way too much passing. Their run game wasn't real. It just wasn't there. And it's, it's not like these teams needed. The game. They had. Zeke. With 33 yards. Yeah. And that's because he had a 13-yard run. Otherwise, Fournette, Ronald Jones for the Bucks, both did not do much. 
Uh, even with Zeke's 33 yards, that's not very good, especially for Zeke, who's supposed to be coming back. This is Zeke's year. By the Both way, run games were just awful. And it's not like the teams weren't like in the lead at some point. They could have ran the clock, and they just said, eh, throw the ball. Hey, David. Yes. Just for the record, while we're mm-hmm. talking about Tom Brady, he was the number seven position ranked quarterback in fantasy last year. Okay. Now Stafford would be top three this year. I wouldn't go that far. Stafford yeah, last year one. was number nine. I mean, they're like pretty comparable. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you want to do this now? So, uh, where did the Bucks end up overall in the league by the end of it? Was it number one? Yeah, they were number one. Where I mean, did they... the Lions end up? I understand that, David. Okay. You don't have to explain that to me. I, <laughs> okay. I, I'm just stating he has more weapons on that offense than Matt Stafford does. Matt Stafford got the upgrade for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get there. Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris we'll, Godwin, Robert we'll Rankowski, O.J. Howard. Enough said. We'll get there. Um, receiving game for both teams, really good, though. Antonio Brown, five catches, 121 yards, touchdown. Godwin, nine catches, 105 yards, touchdown. Gronk showing up. 90 yards, eight catches, two touchdowns. And then you have the Dallas Cowboys, who basically just had C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. But C.D. Lamb had seven catches, 104 yards, a touchdown. Amari Cooper, 13 catches, 139 yards, two touchdowns. And before this game started earlier in the week, Cooper said that he was the best receiver and that he just hadn't proved it yet, but that he believed it. And I think that he showed it. Yeah, I agree. He had a really good game. The really disappointing part here, especially for uh, Riverboat Ron's Casino, my fantasy team, is that Michael Gallup got hurt and he's out for like eight weeks, I think. Yeah, I had a, a, not a player not on this game, but my guy had a high ankle sprain. We'll get to that. I have that. In my yeah. Notes. yeah, Michael Gallup, he's really good, too. I think he's pretty underrated. He's but... definitely a good third option for them. Well, that's kind of the question mark. Last year, he was the two, and they had the red rifle quarterback as Dak went down. Yeah, but now they have C.D. Lambs in this next year. He's fast. Yeah. Throw him on the outside, but I'm running all routes the whole time. Yeah, he's just stupid fast. (laughs) So, overall, Bucks win 31-29. I think, though, that the Cowboys looked really good in the field. But both teams need to work in that run game because you cannot throw the ball that much. By the way, on this game, shout out to DraftKings for giving me a plus 73 on this for Tampa. <laughs> you got plus 73? That was their like opening bet for the kickoff to the season. They gave people on DraftKings a plus 73 for Tampa. It's what they call a no-brainer bet on their app. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was looking at it, I'm like, this just seems too good to be true. But, you know, it paid, so <laughs> here we <laughs> at are. Least there's that. <laughs> Uh, next game, we had Eagles versus Falcons. And my first bullet point, I have that it didn't happen. wasn't real. It was just an extra preseason game. So doesn't count. First things first, did you watch this game? Uh, I, I, did, little I didn't get it. it. I saw little tiny bits of it, and I stopped watching. I'm just wondering, like, what happened to Matt Ryan? Like, I mean, did he just fold? This well, game? So like, he's 21 and 35, 164 yards. From what I can assume from all these stats and the amount of – they had three sacks on him. They had seven tackles for losses. I'm assuming what happened is that that atrocious offensive line 
just let up everything and Matt Ryan was just stuck to check downs. Because his farthest pass, his longest like completion was 18 yards, and that's to Kyle Pitts. Hmm. So he was probably just doing a bunch of quick passes, a bunch of checkdowns, because he didn't throw any interceptions. And I mean, his completion rating wasn't that bad, 21 for 35. If he had more yeah. yards, that wouldn't look that bad. But for only 164 yards and getting sacked three times, yeah, I don't that, know, man. It, <laughs> the Falcons football's tough. I mean, like, because they uh, they just suck. Yeah, I mean, I, Philadelphia looks like a better team from the score than they really are. By the way, yeah, they're not that good. Um, Hertz played very well. They dominated the run game, though, which would open up, which opened up their play action game for him and his deep passes. Uh, Falcons also, though, in this game had 99 penalty yards. Their total yards passing and rushing was 260. So that also is going to kind of hurt you. Well, their other problem is they don't really have a run game. Their main back right now is Mike Davis, isn't it? Yeah, Mike Davis. But Cordell Patterson played very well. Yeah, but he's – Cordell Patterson is a good player in his own right. Don't get me wrong, but he's more of a special teams returner than anything. Yeah, but, you know, if you can get him in good rushing games – because, I mean, he's a, he's a solid receiver, not a good receiver, but a solid one. He's, like he's a out good there in third the backfield and he's lined up against a linebacker. He's going to outrun him. Yeah, absolutely. But just – the other thing I don't understand with the Falcons – is the coaching? I mean, they got this brand new coaching staff in, but I watched maybe pre- maybe it'll take a couple of years. I don't know. I, I watched a preseason game. And the guy just looked lost. I mean, like at least like he didn't he... call a challenge on a uh, <laughs> scoring play, but I can count that as one win. Um, Your dad for, kills me for. Uh... <laughs> Solid trade. <laughs> uh, for receiving. Oh, he's he's uh, typing. Rid- Ridley, he had five catches, 51 yards. All right, Pitts had four catches, 31 yards. Not the exact debut that we wanted, but it is what it is. Devonta Smith, six catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Like Did I said in my prediction, I thought he was going to be the lead receiver, and I thought he was going to do better than Pitts, which he did. Well, so he had- did – did they put some weight, like, on Devontae Smith? They put, like, a solid corner? Do they have No, one? no, no, no. I'm saying, did they get him to bulk up at all? Oh, probably not. No, he still looks skinny. Because he was, like, a buck 80 coming out of He's the draft. He's 170. Oh, he wasn't even a buck 80 then. I lied. According to ESPN, he's a buck 70. Oh, my God, dude. But... The shit talk is commencing in our group chat. This is this he's is talking crazy. about Ed, isn't he? Yeah, Ed's getting <laughs> fucking sucked this yeah, week. Um, I I don't think it's any fault of his own, by the way. I think it's just a lot of players didn't show up this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw his lineup. It was not that solid. Um, anyways, to end the Eagles and Falcons, uh, Falcons need to be better, and I don't think that this win really carries over for the Eagles. Yeah, who's Philly got next week, by the way? Next week, the Eagles have – I have this written down. The Eagles play the 49ers. They're going to get steamrolled. Yeah, probably. They're going to go in there real confident first play interception. Uh, next game, we got the Steelers and Bills. Uh, My favorite, favorite game team. of the week. 
Uh, oh. Big Ben, 18 for 32, 188 yards, one touchdown. Nothing that impressive. Run game also, Najee Harris, only 45 yards off 16 carries. Not that impressive. Josh Allen, 51 attempts, 270 yards and a touchdown. Way too much. 50 attempts, way too much to be throwing the ball. You have Singletary, who's a solid back, one of the top backs probably in the AFC East, and he has 72 car- seventy-two yards off 11 carries, and you have the lead going out of the half. You got to feed him the ball more. Allen yeah. also had 44 yards rushing. Uh, receiving, there's really not much to talk about. Uh, Diggs got 69 yards, though. Nice. Yeah, the and whole, uh, whole thing with David this Johnson game. got or Deontay Johnson got the touchdown alone. <laughs> touchdown. I learned two things with this game. First off, don't ever parlay with Buffalo on a lot of different parlays. Second, I think Pittsburgh is better than we we were giving them credit for. Because I, I thought uh, they were going to steamroll here. To be honest with you, what I have written down here is that Ben and the offense got gifted a victory by that defense. And the Bills coaching, I think the Bills coaching itself needs to be better. They can't just – just run the ball. Like, you have a yeah. solid offense. Just run the ball. And also that the Steelers' defense is still legit. Yeah. Well, they just think T.J. Watson was it, like a five- or six-year deal for just a stupid amount of money. And what's crazy about that, I don't know if you read much into it. He fired T- his agent, didn't he? No. His agent was trying to get more money out of Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, TJ Watt told his agent, "Okay, I, I'm done with this." So he walks into Art Rooney's office, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I just want to sign this contract. Like, let's just be done with this. I want to be a Steeler." And he signed the contract, and he's like, "All right, I have to go work out now." I'm like, "What a badass!" <laughs> <laughs> also, just... um, Allen fumbled the ball twice, and he lost it once. I guess Singletary did fumble the ball twice, and maybe they were just worried about that, but they never lost it when he fumbled it. Huh. Yeah, turnovers this weekend, I noticed happened in a lot of games, most notably the Patriots game, which we'll get to. We'll get there. Uh, we'll get there. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even really that much of a game, honestly. Uh, up that, next. That we, game, I, I was bummed I didn't get to watch it. We got uh, Vikings at Bengals. I did watch this one. Kirk Cousins uh, looks like a good fancy quarterback like he always does. 36 for 49, 351 yards, two touchdowns. Even Justin Jefferson got in the action. One completion uh, off of one attempt for 11 yards. That's pretty cool. Do they double team uh, him like the entire game? Uh, yeah, basically. They had their number one guy on him. Uh, Joe Burrow had 20 completions, 261 yards, two touchdowns. A great first start coming back off that knee injury. Like I said, first quarter. He came out there. He was a little skittish. After that, he started balling out. You have uh, Joe Mixon here, 29 carries, 127 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he outplayed Dalvin Cook, only got 20 carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Joe Mixon might be a top running back this year, might be a top three to five running back. I could see that. What is this, uh, his second or third year in the league? Uh, I think this is his fourth. Yeah, this is fourth year. He got drafted in 2017, and he only dropped because of those uh, allegations or whatever. But, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Um, we also have Chase. He broke the uh, Bengals' rookie receiving record with 101 yards. I believe it was like 87 or 89 yards before that. 
And Who had he, it? Uh, it was no, it was some no name guy. Oh, I, I looked at it, I didn't recognize the guy's name, clicked on it, and I, he wasn't like anything vaunted over. Um, T Higgins got 58 yards and a touchdown. We have Adam Thielen turning back the clocks, nine catches, 92 yards, and two touchdowns. And then KJ Osborne balled out. It's solid third option with seven catches, seven fifty-six yards, going up there against slot corners and stuff all day, just bullying them. But it all ended up with a OT victory. Each team had a chance, and uh, the Bengals just capitalized on it. They got their uh, field goal in. One second. I'll hold the thought. Get out of here. Um. Dude, uh, what the guy who held the record that got broken was Chris Collinsworth. No, you know, like, isn't. yes, I'm looking at it right now. I literally just looked at it. Maybe no, that was the season record. Let me see. Chris Collinsworth actually played ball. I did not know that. Uh, it was Jordan Shipley. Oh, Shipley. I feel like I've heard of that guy, but I can't think of where. Jordan Shipley, he played for the Bengals his rookie year. Stop uh, it. He's 35 <laughs> years old. Uh, he's from Temple, Texas. Temple. Um, he was, what draft? Third round draft in 2010. Played for the Bengals for two years, then the Bucks for a year, and then the Jaguars that same year. <laughs> he, I'm assuming he played for Temple. He played at Texas. Yeah, he went to the big school. Yeah, <laughs> I told you it was a no guy. It was a no name guy. Damn, this is <laughs> wild to me that he had the record and Ocho didn't have it. Like you mean Chad Johnson? Yeah, he changed it back now. I'm still going to call him Ocho because it sounds better. His rookie year, he was Johnson, though. Yeah. Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco, 8-5. My favorite quote by Chad Johnson, by the way, is like, how are they going to beat me on two legs when I'm running on three? <laughs> uh, Vikings, I believe they had a solid opener. It just wasn't their day. But I think that yeah. they looked pretty good. They looked better than what I thought they were going to. Everyone's shitting on the NFC North right now because no one won a game. But I think the Vikings looked like the best team. I, I don't think they looked like the best team necessarily. I, 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 after I, week one? I mean, I guess you can give the Lions because of all that momentum they had at the end of the second garbage half. Garbage time. I, no, yeah, garbage I, time, but like... I, I'm just saying, they, if you're going to go for a week one performance, yeah, sure, the Vikings probably look like the best that's team. Exact, that's reached. exactly what I'm doing. But in reality here, we know the Packers still own this division and that the Vikings are a solid wild card bid if they can beat an NFC West team out. And the Packers are still only have three points for the season, so... After week one... Yeah, that, that's an overreaction. This week, they play Detroit. And I'm pretty confident they're going to massacre those guys. Yeah, but I don't think that they get the uh, the over. I think that the Lions keep it close. 
You know, you should take the Lions in your predictions just to back your word up. I'm not going to do that, but I don't think the Lions <laughs> win. Because I think they were like an 11-point tw- uh, favorite, like a 10-point favorite. And Green I Bay? Think the Ly- yeah, I think the Lions can make it closer than that. I don't know. I think this is good. This week will be like a. I'm a like they're a pissed off team now because Jameis Winston of all people embarrassed them. So I think they're going to come out there and just guns blazing. But well, speaking of the Lions, they hosted the 49ers, and uh, the 49ers were up 31 to 10 at half, and then somehow made this a close game and almost lost it. They won 41 to 33. Yeah, uh, I, I have written down here, Shanahan almost looked like it was 2017 with a terrible second half of coaching. Um, Jimmy Fair. G, he did all right. He went 17 for 25, 314 yards and a touchdown. Trey Lance also threw a touchdown. He only had one pass, though, for five yards. Uh, I'm sure they just faked a run and they did a little jump pass or something. Jared Goff, 57 attempts. I mean, you got to do that when you're that far behind. I get it. You, you got to do that. When you're that uh, far behind and you're their only option. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 338 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, DeAndre Swift did not have that great of a rookie debut. He only got 39 yards. Uh, Mitchell, the backup, went in for uh, Mostert, who got uh, injured. He have, he has to have season-ending injury on his knee. Season-ending surgery on his knee, sorry. So uh, Mitchell will be the starting running back for them. One beer Tanya over here, I guess. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we uh for receptions, Samuel <laughs> just destroyed that secondary. Nine catches, 189 yards, and a touchdown. Had a 79 yarder. Uh, Kittle four catches for 78 yards. He only got targeted five times, which I'm surprised. I figured that he'd be their number one target. Yeah. Um, I- I think overall, like, Jimmy G looked solid back there, but Goff also looked pretty good, but the numbers are a little inflated because of that garbage time. Yeah, well, the whole thing with this, too, that I thought was weird was Trey Lance came in from time to time. The Bears did the same thing with Fields, by the way. It was mm-hmm. it was weird. Kind of bizarre, yeah. Um, you had Hawkinson over for Detroit, their big tight end. He had eight catches, 97 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Swift, although he did not do that good in a run game, he had a huge importance in the receiving game. He had 65 yards and a touchdown for them. Um, I feel, though, that the 49ers do not look good <laughs> after that. <laughs> All the goodwill they had after that first half is just gone. All well, confidence have... destroyed. They had them in the first half, David. <laughs> not gonna lie well but <laughs> the thing is with the nfc west is all four teams are actually pretty solid i mean yeah. when you look at it so it's gonna be kind of interesting as the season goes on well you also barring play it, all barring injury quarters, so so why no they kind of let that go <laughs> shanahan even said in the post-game interview he's like we just have to basically stay on top of things you know like because speaking of D- Detroit, West, Detroit should not score that many points. No. Speaking of NFC West teams that did not let it go, the Arizona Cardinals 
just demolished the Titans, 38-13. to 13. They're up 24 at half. They're like, nah, we don't got enough points. They scored two more touchdowns oh. and only let up one touchdown. Did you see that Julio Jones, of all people, threw a punch in this game? <laughs> of course he did. Like, of all was... players like that have no like incident on their record, Julio Jones throws a freaking punch. According to ESPN on their news, uh, it is not newsworthy that he threw a punch. So, well, that's because LeBron's not involved, David. Like, you can't trust ESPN. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Tannehill, twenty-one uh, completions. He had two hundred and twelve yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Kyler Murray, he had twenty-one completions as well, but he had two hundred eighty-nine yards, four touchdowns, but and an interception. He also had five rushes for 20 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I saw a highlight of one play where he literally was on the right side. He rolled out to the right, ran around the defensive end, went back over the left side, juked out a defensive end, stepped in front of the D tackle, and then made the pass downfield. It it was dumb. It was so dumb how a top defense like the Titans were just made silly, made to look silly. Yeah, I – I don't know how the Titans got beat this bad. I have written down uh, because Murray is a god and we should all bow down. He made what was supposed to be one of the best defenses just look silly, and he just ran circles around them. So Kyler Murray is basically in a scenario right now of what it would look like if the Ravens had a lot of talent. I mean, I mean that's like the real, real deal here. Yeah, Kyler Murray and Lamar are almost identical. And their gameplay, you know. Yeah, I think Lamar is a little bit more athletic, though. Yeah, a little bit, but not a ton. Murray just looks funny when he runs. Like, Lamar looks like he's athletic and he knows how to run. Murray just looks like he's like a scared ch- child about to step on things. He's like, oh, yeah. no, my Legos are all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the That's Cardinals are going to be good, every though. Every time I see that guy from- <laughs> Who's their third receiver now? John Brown, that really Christian speedy Kirk. guy. Well, who's their second then? I thought Christian Kirk was their second. Well, they're actually going to let A.J. Green play here in like a second receiver role. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess he would be number one here. He is better than D-Hop. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's going to be hurt like halfway through the year. He always is. Well, he only had six targets this game. He only caught two of them for 25 yards. Kirk had five catches, 70 yards, two touchdowns. And Hop had six catches, 83 yards, two touchdowns. So did J.J. Watt put Tannehill in the dirt a couple times or what? J.J. Watt had only two tackles, and one of them were for loss. They had five sacks, but that was all uh, Chandler Jones. Jones, Yeah. uh, He is that guy. Yeah, he (laughs) He, is. uh, He will continue doing that all year, I guarantee and he'll he, – in the last four seasons, he's gotten 52 sacks. Well, his stat total in that game reminds me of a game like five, six years ago when Clay Matthews was still playing because Clay Matthews had like six or seven sacks in one game. Yeah, it reminds me when I'm playing defensive end in Madden. I mean, honestly, it's not that hard, guys. Just get past the <laughs> offensive line and sack the quarterback. Like, yeah, it's no, your no challenge just, at all. Just do it. <laughs> God. um over for the titans jones not that great of a first game three catches 29 yards aj brown four catches 49 yards and a touchdown um i don't think that this is going to be how the season goes i think that receiving core is going to do a lot better 
Yeah, I think season goes on. Two things they're missing from the offense. One is the Falcons head coach used to be their offensive coordinator, which is probably where you shouldn't stay. And then also, I mean, he looks really good over with the Falcons as the OC. Yeah, yeah, right. You mean the head coach? (laughs) He's basically the OC. Yeah, and then the other thing is they lost Johnu Smith. So like, it might not seem like a huge part of the game, but that just it it changes the defense entirely. I mean, right now they just got two really good receivers, right, and a really good run game. That's that's it. They don't really have much tight end play. Also, when you have uh, when you get Henry, who's getting stuffed. All you get is regular Tannehill. You don't get like, oh my God, this guy's a top tier quarterback. Tannehill, like everyone yeah. praises him. He's not. He's not. He's well, not that guy. In fact, he is actually probably like bottom half of the quarterbacks. When he has I a good run game, he could be far. top ten. When he has a good run game, he's top ten. But without that good run game, if he's leaned on to win a game without Henry, he's never been that person to do that. Yeah, I still say he's top half. I wouldn't say bottom half. He he's still I, like a good quarterback, but the run game helps make him look a lot better. I'd pick Tua over him. I would not. I would. Tua is if I had Tua with question Derek Henry. <sighs> All right, there, Crimson Tide, calm down. I'm just saying. Uh, we got Tannehill had one interception and two fumbles. Also, though. And I think Chandler Jones is going to get Defensive Player of the Year easily. Yeah, Chandler Jones. He's been with the Cardinals now for, what, like three, four years? It's he used to be a, a Patriot. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, because he wanted to get paid, and Bill Belichick was like, no deal, Howie. He's like, okay, I'll just be the best player over here then. <laughs> He's just like, we're going to ship your ass out west. <laughs> oh, no, the sun. Ah, stop it. I love this <laughs> no, Bill. Ah, why would you do this to me? <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes Van Noy went down to Miami, so. And now he's back back. in New England, yeah. Yeah, He went down to Miami, and he, like, realized, he's like, man, I need to go back to Belichick's system. Imagine (laughs) if he he was back down there. If he was in Miami. Anyways, cards dominate just like I predicted. Moving on to uh, the Seahawks and the Colts. Did you watch any of this game? (laughs) I watched this one. I did not get to see it. Okay. Russell Wilson, he was cooking in this game, man. Some of the passes, it was just He only stupid. missed five passes all game. Yeah, I'm talking 18 completions, 254 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, I'm talking some of these long-distance passes. He hit Lockett in the end zone. It was like a 60-yard pass. It was 69 a... yards, actually. Was it? Nice. He made that, he made that Colts secondary just look god-awful. Hey, Granted, Robert. they're missing their top corner right now. He's hurt. I only have like, I only saw the highlights, so what I have written down is that T Lock and Metcalf just uh were boking touchdowns and T Lock was just burning corners. Yeah. Metcalf was kinda of silent, which I kinda of, I kinda of thought. Well he because... had sixty yards and a touchdown though. Well, I know, but he's like quieter than he was last year. Kind of for the same reason I think Jefferson was where he's probably getting more of the double team than Lockett is now. Which yeah. you can't really leave Lockett in a single coverage, but yeah, otherwise he scored sixty-nine yard touchdowns. Yeah, that he was burdened that Colts defense. I mean, it was pretty bad. They could have put up more points if they wanted to. Second half, they really toned it down. Yeah, I said the Colts. They their run game was kind of lacking with Jonathan Taylor. I thought they were going to do a lot better with that. Their offense, yeah. just in general, 
wasn't clicking that match. Jonathan Taylor was also the lead receiver, though, with 60 yards. Uh, Zach Pascal got two touchdowns. They don't really have any, like, big-name receivers with T.Y. going down and not playing. They got Michael Pittman. He's pretty good. Yeah, but he's not like he's like a solid two, I guess. He's not like a number yeah. one receiver. But yeah. like their other big issue here, and like when I watched this game, the first two drives, Carson Wentz looked very off, and then he kind of got back to his normal self a little bit throughout the game. But my big bold prediction here for the Colts is that eventually Jacob Eason takes over due to injury. Oh, due to injury, and, yeah, and, sure. If injury happens, sure. and. And I think he's going to do pretty well. It's Carson Wentz isn't setting the bar that high. That's just I, my thought. I think that your judgment is clouded by Eason beating you up in Madden. No. He's not that good of a quarterback. I'm not saying he's that good, but Wentz really isn't right now either. Well, like, Wentz... right. I mean, 25 for 38, 251 yards, two touchdowns. And his touchdown passes did look pretty good. Well, like, I, I guess – I just don't understand how the Colts in the offseason were like, you know what? Matt Stafford's available, but Carson Wentz is our answer. I just don't understand that. He's probably cheaper. Uh, yeah, but cheaper doesn't win championships. So, That's and actually, fair. no, there's no way Wentz is cheaper. He's getting like 20 mil a year because he signed a deal with the Eagles. Yeah, but how much are the, are the Eagles paying, though? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I bet you but they're paying it, a good amount. Because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, no, because I'm pretty, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that he is getting his bonus all from the Eagles, and the Colts have to pay him like three million. Or, I'm pretty sure it's really cheap. Yeah, you know how bad it is that like a team trades you and pays you to leave. Like, I mean, same thing with Brock Osweiler and the Browns a couple of years ago. So, like, they paid him seventy-two million just not to play. I guess they're wrong, huh? He's getting I, paid twenty million, huh? Weird. I could have yeah. sworn. I I think the Eagles did eat part of like the bonus, like you said, but I I just don't understand. And like Carson Wentz, standout guy, but I just don't understand how the Colts came to the conclusion that he was the guy they wanted to come into oh, the season with. It was supposed to be thirty three million, and the Eagles ate about nine million of it. Gotcha. I. But do you get what I'm saying though? I mean, they went from Rivers, who was like a pretty good quarterback, to just. Carson Wentz was the option they picked. I, yeah, I think Wentz I'm just dumbfounded. Think though, I think he's going to be a lot better than you think. I and hope I think so. Like it's if he can a stay new healthy. offense. It's a new system. He was injured during it's, the preseason, so he wasn't really it, able to get a lot of snaps. And you got to give him some time. What happened with Brady in the box? Come on, dude, you gave him time. Thing. It's not an entirely new system because Frank Reich was his OC when he. Led the Eagles to that really good year, and then Nick yeah, Foles took over. It's entirely new receivers, though, and an offensive line. He has, has to I, figure I out guess. how the line blocks, has to find out how his receiver runs routes, his timing and stuff. It takes a while. I know, but like they had a full training camp of preseason last year. They didn't. He, I mean, like but he this... didn't play it though because he had a foot injury. Once again, he was injured. Yeah. So I, you I, can I watch don't... them run their routes, I guess, but the timing is still – you still got to throw the routes. I, I know. I just don't understand how he's going to be the guy, especially all season here. I, I don't understand how it's going to happen because he's injury-prone, which sucks. I don't think anyone's injury-prone. I think people just have different luck. I think 
that everyone could get a big hit and get injured. I don't think just because you get injured in your past makes it so you're more likely to get injured. I think this guy would injure somebody. Wentz, every season since that first season of Philly when they went all the way and he didn't leave him in the playoffs, has been hurt every season since. Uh, But he's also expected to carry the team on his back every season. He's a really solid running game this year. He doesn't have to go out there and run and dive with his head. He did that in this game. I watched it, and I was like, why are you running? He'll get get bullied by the coach. Frank will kick him in the gear. I hope so. I I hope he does well, but I'm just going to be a devil's advocate here. I just don't see how the Colts, with this solid defense that they have in a really good run game, are going to go that far with Wentz at quarterback. I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be a wild card team. And be bounced in round one again. I give it round two. Um, I have the Colts, they didn't really live up to their reputation. I do agree with that. And that the Seahawks really proved us wrong. They really surprised us. Oh, yeah. Seattle, I mean, their whole thing, too. I mean, they're still like without the offensive line being improved. But Russell Wilson just, he's Russell Wilson. <laughs> well, we saw it last year, too. It only lasts so long. Yeah, I mean, because they won, what, like 12 games last year, I think it was. Yeah. And they got to the playoffs, and they couldn't get anything done. Yeah, my fantasy team remembers that. Yeah, yeah, rough times. Rough times. Uh, coming up next, we got Chargers and football team. Herbert comes out. He balls out against a really, really good defense. He went uh, 31 for 47, 337 yards, a touchdown and a pick. But against the top defense in the league, those are really good numbers. You just can't get around. Those are really good numbers. Yeah, Yeah. Washington's defense is the only thing that will keep them in games this year. Exactly. Fitzpatrick, he went down with an injury, so they have Taylor Heineke, who did almost beat the Patriots, or the Bucs, I mean. We cannot forget that. He did almost beat the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, he got paid like I think it was like seven or ten million a year now on a new contract. It's like a three year deal. But his his whole thing, yeah, good for him, right? His whole thing is I think he's gonna be like a two game wonder here, and the defensive coordinators will have it schemed out. He played at one of the most prestigious colleges, Old Dominion. Old Dominion. So, so where's that school even at? I could not tell you, but in NCAA <laughs> 14, if you win the title with them the first year, you get an achievement because they were brand new in 2014 to uh, D1 college. And uh, at their school, there are no fans. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that's, that's a big deal. <laughs> um, uh, Eckler, he had a pretty okay game, 15 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. But Gibson, he ran very well. He had 90 yards off 20 carries, but he did not get a touchdown. Yeah, uh, Keenan Allen, nine catches, 100 yards. And from what I when I started watching this game, he was just the wide-open target every time. He's just old reliable. And then he had Mike Williams, the big old body out there, just bullying corners. Everyone's yeah, talking about the- DK Metcalf and his size. Nobody talks about Mike Williams. Yeah, I, I think the Chargers are the, the real deal this year. I think they're going to actually compete in their division. Yeah, and Jared Cook out there too. I mean, their team overall looks very good. Uh, McLaurin did all right, four catches, 62 yards. Ben wants him to be on my team and not his fantasy team, but that's all right. I'll let him hold on to him for now. Well, you offered like your entire team for him, and I had to tell you no, slow your roll. I'll trade you Jerry Judy for him. 
I, yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah, while, while we're on the IR conversation, Gallup for Judy, like four to six <laughs> weeks. He'll be back literally four <laughs> to six weeks. Yeah, four to six weeks of losing also breaks your season. <laughs> That's how you sound like. Stating facts right now. Don't be a dick. <laughs> um, we, uh, I think Al's going to be a top five receiver this year if he keeps that up. He always is. So, I mean, if he's really healthy, a, not really a bold call. Yeah, Mike, Mike Williams showed up really well today on that game today, too. So, I mean, if Mike Williams can keep some of those targets away from Allen, it'll help him stay healthy. Yeah, no, that'll help. I, I can attest to Keenan Allen getting hurt because he was on my fantasy team last year, <laughs> and he did really well when he was healthy. I bet when when he was healthy, fantastic player. When he's not healthy, which is like seven games a year, not great. <laughs> I had McCaffrey who played four games for me, but in those four games, he scored me like forty points each. So yeah, McCaffrey's <laughs> just like a completely different superhuman, like. <laughs> Speaking of McCaffrey, we got the Panthers hosting the Jets. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Did you catch uh, much of this game? No, not really. I saw, like, the highlights uh, of it. Um, I, however, has the new Red Rocket arrived? And is his name Sam Darnold getting a win on his revenge tour against the Jets? Sam Darnold's revenge tour. <laughs> <laughs> He came out before this game, and he's all like, ah, oh, this totally isn't a revenge game. <laughs> he had five carries for negative one yard, but got a touchdown, because one of his rushes were for five yards. I, I guess my question for you would be, do you think Sam Darnold's like a legitimately good quarterback? God, been no. A, been God, a terrible, no. <laughs> terrible organization for like the no, last couple of years. I thought he was bad since he was in college. I can't believe he okay. got drafted. He played I think a what? The U- I got UFC, so right? Yeah, USC. He got drafted third overall. I think that was purely because of media. I don't think he was even that good. Josh Rosen, I think, was a better quarterback, but never got, like, the shake of the dice. Sam Darnold was given everything, and I don't think he was that good. So Sam Darnold brings me to a really common quarterback who's coming up at the top of drafts for this upcoming year. His name is Sam Howell, who plays at North Carolina. The guy fucking stinks. He like, played very well last year. He had one bad game, and it wasn't even that bad. This guy, I've watched him play this year, and it's just it's not good. That's not like good saying – that guy almost won the Heisman that last year. That's like saying Rodgers isn't that good this year. He's not a good quarterback. His team sucks. Yeah, you know, who also, you know who also won the Heisman back in 2003 that never played professionally? Jason White, Oklahoma. Look him up. I, okay. <laughs> I'm just stating facts here. Just because you're a Heisman candidate does not mean you're going to be good in the NFL. You know who did win a Heisman and then did play in the NFL? Tim Tebow. Look him up. Yeah, yeah. I'm very familiar uh, with Tim Tebow. Yeah, that, uh, one, that one play in the playoff game against Pittsburgh. I, I said uh, Zach Wilson, he did play pretty well, though. 20 for 37. 258 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, but he came up short. But he played an okay game. I'll give that to him. He played a lot better than I thought he was going yeah. to. He had 279 yards. He broke 250, which he never does. Yeah, exactly. I thought he was going to be under 200. So, Did, so DraftKings had a bet, right? Yeah. If Sam Darnold threw over 250 yards, he'd win the payout. So I looked up his career average, and it was like 220 or 230. 
I did not make the bet. I just I come on. It's his revenge tour, man. You got to yes. bet on that. This is when he balls out. Santana's revenge tour. Who's who's yeah. Carolina play next week? By the way, is we'll it... get to it. I don't know. It's not important. It's important uh, to me, David. Do they play the they Saints? Play the Saints. Get... They play the Saints in the uh, famous Jameis. He's coming for him. Exactly. <laughs> um, McCaffrey had a total of 187 yards, uh, rushing and receiving. Um, he's going to be a problem if he stays healthy. And then, uh, what do I have here? Corey Davis, former fifth overall pick in 2017 from Western Michigan. They have not known that. Gets two touchdowns and 97 yards for the Jets. He probably Corey... didn't know that because he got drafted by the Jets. He was drafted fifth overall. Fifth overall in 2017 from Western Michigan. That is a total Jets move. Oh no, no, sorry, sorry. He played for the uh, the Titans. Did not have a thousand yard season ever. His last season though was his best. He played 14 games and got 984 yards. It looks like his problem is that he can't stay healthy. He played at Western Michigan. Yeah, and he was drafted fifth overall. You know who else played at Western Michigan? Who? I don't know. It's a big receiver, though. Antonio Brown didn't play there. He played at a different. It was like East Michigan. I can't believe a Western Michigan player was taken in the top five. Uh... Greg Jennings played for Western Michigan. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Learning something new every day. So did Jordan White. I, you're speaking Greek to me right now. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I thought there was a bigger receiver that came from them. That's why I said that. <laughs> it goes with Greg Jennings, Corey Davis, Jordan White. <laughs> <laughs> that alumni tour is going to be filthy. So I'm saying perhaps he shouldn't be called the Red Rocket yet. Maybe we should just call him the Red Rifle, but we'll see how the season goes. Maybe he's become the Rocket. And now uh, yeah. we're moving on because we're already at 53 minutes and we have a lot of stuff that we need to talk about still. Okay, this this next uh, game, by the way, I think shocked the world. Yeah, Jags-Texans, unreal. Texans surprised us all, came up with a big win. They were up by 27-7 to 7 at half. Yeah, I – I still don't understand how uh, the Jags got beat by the Texans that bad. Yeah. But Taylor, two hundred ninety-two yards, two touchdowns. Mark Ingram, eighty-five yards and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks torching people with one hundred thirty-two yards, and that was basically all they're receiving. Over it with the Jags, Lawrence had fifty-one attempts, which is outrageous for a rookie quarterback. Three hundred thirty-two yards, three touchdowns, and three picks. But, you know, you take some, you lose some. I'll, I'll take those stats. I mean, a lot of it was in garbage time, but he made some really big and impressive throws. He also missed a lot of big and impressive throws that would have been cool if so, he made. So, other thing here about the Jags, have you read that Urban Myers lost the locker room already? I was reading yeah, you said that. that. Yeah, you said that last week. I don't I, was, I, I read another article about that this week. They asked him if he wanted to go to take that USC job. He's like, no, nah, this is my team. Yeah, where are you going to say, David, when you're a brand-new coach? Lost locker room or, like, haven't lost locker room. Yeah, you're going to say this is my team. It's probably going to just be a one-and-done. I, I hope not, but maybe you will. I, I, give it some – yeah, give this some time. Wait till week six <laughs> to make those predictions. 
Week six, yeah, I'll be holding my breath. Um, Jags, I think they need to help Lawrence out with their run game, whereas Texans played well, and Ingram did very well for the Texans to let Taylor not have as much pressure on them. Uh, the top three receivers for the Jags did very well, but they dropped a lot of balls. DJ Shark Jr. only caught three balls, got targeted 12 times. That's uh, not good. No, not, I think Jack need to turn around. They need to stop all these turnovers because this uh, is not how you win football. Yeah. It, this rookie season for Trevor Lawrence is going to be interesting. That was his first regular season loss pretty much ever. He had never lost yeah. a regular season game in high school or college. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was really odd. You know what Champ Sports is, right? Like they used to be in malls and stuff Yeah, back when we were kids. Yeah, they they put a post out there acknowledging that Trevor Lawrence has never lost a regular season game until today, on Sunday. I'm not like, who in the hell does that? <laughs> <laughs> That's such an ESPN stat. Why are you posting like, this? Like Champ Sports post this. I'm like, <laughs> I expect this of like Black Adam Schefter on Facebook or something. But like <laughs> Champ Sports, Champ. really? <laughs> you gotta love it. Um, the next game was probably the best game I would say. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs and the Browns. Uh, Browns were up twenty-two to ten at half, and they just kind of lost it. They had the lead for the whole game until the end. Um, they need to learn how to close games. They Kansas do Mayfield. Number. Mayfield, three hundred twenty-one yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. But that pick came at the very end of the game. He tried throwing the ball away and got his ankle grabbed, so he fell. It wasn't really like a bad. It was a bad throw, but it wasn't like his fault that much. Watching it. Uh, Mahomes was he's Mahomes 337 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. What do you expect? That's what he he's does. the man. Five yeah. carries for 18 yards and another touchdown. He had four total touchdowns. He is the team. He's uh, Riverboat Ron's casino starting quarterback. You know. <laughs> of course, he is. Um, Chubb and Hunt, Hunt did very well. Uh, Chubb had 83 yards, two touchdowns. Hunt had 33 yards and a touchdown. Hunt also had 28 yards receiving, though. And then you had Ninjoku, who was doing very well out there. 76 yards, three touch, three catches. Uh, Landry had 71 yards. For the Chiefs, you have Tyreek Hill with almost 200 yards. 11 catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown. And you have Kelsey's getting his 76 – his merely – measly 76 yards and two touchdowns. Did you see the punt where Cleveland's punter, like – Yes. Just he botched the snap. Head. It hit his fingertips. He's like, oh, no, I'm going to run it. He should have just like rugby kicked it. Yeah, that guy, like, not saying that he single-handedly cost of the game, but that play did hurt Cleveland's chances of pulling this out. They had a better punt. They had a better chance. But, I mean, honestly, you don't think Mahomes would have just drove down the field anyways? Well, he probably would have. But the thing is, like, Cleveland just, I don't know. They had had him in the first half. Not going to lie. But, like, Kansas City just – they're a second-half team, and they came out there and just killed them. I, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, Chiefs, they came back, and their new line looks pretty damn good. And I think the Browns are still legit this year. They looked yeah. very good in defeat, and teams need to watch out for them. Yeah, both teams are really good. Kansas City got Joe Tooney, too, at left guard. He used to play for the Patriots. Yeah. They, uh, they're looking pretty good. Talk about the Patriots, actually. That's our next game. Patriots host the Dolphins. And uh, Tua just beats down on Bill Belichick with a one. Mac Jones that's had really, two eighty one. That's the, really the only reason the away. Patriots lost is because Damian Harris fumbled the ball 
Yeah, they were right down there where they could have scored. They, I got, you know, I got, I got more than just that. But you can, you can hold on to that one. I'm just Stephen Stevenson also here. fumbled the ball too. But let's. This, this is like an end of the game drive, though. I mean, like, well, Harris also had a hundred yards caring for you. He guys. did. Yeah. Without him, you guys wouldn't have even been in this game. No, I agree, but it was just like a crucial mess up at the end of the game. These the two, Dolphins, these they two, did not have a run game. So, at least you guys had a run game. Yeah, these Gaskin two teams, only had 50 yards. they're pretty similar, like, in terms of how they're going to perform this year, I think. Because the Dolphins, I think, are a pretty good dark horse here, too, just like the Patriots to, like, contend for the East. The Bills should run away with it, but these two teams are both – they're going to stick in the game. They're going to get that second-place trophy. Uh, and Jalen Waddle in his first game, he got a touchdown and 61 yards. I'm surprised they didn't have him run any jet sweeps just because he's so fast. Um, Devontae Parker had 81 yards. Aguilar had 72 yards and touchdown. And my um, my whole thought process when watching this game and seeing all the highlights and listening to all the uh, sports media this morning was that all Mac Mac Jones' sideline looks it looks really good. 29 for 39, 281 yards and a touchdown. But he only had one touchdown, and he had, I think it was four drives of 14 plays or more, and he only had one touchdown, and the rest ended in field goals. The whole thing is – You can't do that. And the reason – well, the reason why I ended like that – Well, also, but the reason why, though, is that he's doing a bunch of short check down throws. He's not making any, like, big, big throws. His longest reception was 76 yards to a – running back, which would lead me to believe that it was a check down that James White just made into more. So I think that he needs to just throw more deep balls and just pull the trigger more. Cause if he's not, if he's just keeps throwing these check downs, these short throws, you can't really win football games that way. Well, the thing is with the Patriots and the way they're constructed, that's just my thought. Defense is number one, right? The defense is just really solid. They revamped it this offseason. They got a lot of players back like Hightower. Then their run game is so deep. They're just literally an old-school team this year because they got a rookie quarterback in there, three yeah, running backs. they only backs had 125 deep. yards rushing. I know, but I'm just saying I think they're going to be a rush first team here. And then Mac Jones is just going to kind of fill in the role of quarterback, and he's going to gradually improve because he's a rookie. But I don't yeah. think there's – I, I not... he, he just needs to learn how to pull that tra- – he has to have that killer instinct. I, I agree, but there's just not like a ton of pressure on Mac Jones, I don't think, because they have a lot of rushing attack here with three running backs. They got a really good defense. They got two really good tight ends. All and then I'm they're... saying is that it didn't seem to really work out that well for them today. This week. They lost at one point. It's not like it was like, you know, Houston to Jackson a quarterback or anything. that was being, that was supposed to be replaced. Yeah, Cam Newton wouldn't have won this game. He would have. You're right. He wouldn't have. Straight no, you're right. He would have won the game. You're correct. I get it. <laughs> he would have maybe thrown 100 <laughs> yards and rushed for like 50. But now, speaking about quarterback that barely threw over 100 yards, we got the Saints and Packers, and we have ba- famous Jameis surprising us all with his 2020 vision, getting five touchdowns, 148 yards. Who does that? They didn't even have – like, literally, they had such low yarders for the amount of points they scored. They only had 171 rushing yards, too, and they had 151 passing yards. <laughs> I think <laughs> – And they scored 38 points. 
I think the biggest credit to this win is the coaching staff of Sean Payton because they choked the clock out. Like, if you look at the time of possession, they just choked the Packers out. Like, they didn't let their offense on the field that much. Not I'm saying sure that Rodgers – game plan. I'm sure it was, but I'm just saying – not saying that Rodgers didn't have a bad game because he did. But well, like they also time... went fourth down in their own, like, side of the field twice. Well, and you're getting beat down, you kind of have to. But, like, the Under Saints – 25? Yeah, when you're getting beat down. Are you no, kidding me? Work on field position. Just beat them down on defense and then get the ball back and you have a better position. Dude, they lost by 35 points. Like, <laughs> the, the, the Saints, the way the Saints They weren't did this. down by 35 points, so when they threw it on fourth down twice, Dude. they were only down by like 20 points. Yeah, still 20 points. They were getting killed in the first half, too. I mean, the whole thing is with the Saints' game plan of like controlling the time of possession – that is the number one way to beat the Packers or the Chiefs right now. Oh yeah, their off their offenses are really good, but if you keep them out the field, it's like, ah, oh, what are they going to do? The Packers' offense looked really good this game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that, uh, that O line and losing Bakhtiari just it, it's not looking good. They have like two brand new O linemen that are rookies, and I think the replacement for Bakhtiari is a rookie too. So it's a little bit of a struggle there. We had uh, Packers had no run game, no pass game, no defensive game, where the Saints, they just looked good all around. I think it's really great news for New Orleans and really bad news for Green Bay. The other weird thing, this game was on a neutral playing site in Jacksonville because uh, New Orleans can't play in New Orleans right now because of the hurricane. So it's it's kind of odd. There wasn't really like a home field advantage necessarily. Yeah, but they had the pride of their city, though. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, let's, let's shadow back to Katrina in 06. Exactly. <laughs> Up next, we got Giants and Broncos, and Teddy Two Gloves plays great. He gets two touchdowns, 264 yards, and Daniel Jones does okay, but continues to fumble the ball whenever he runs because he does not know how to run. Danny two uh, times. Daniel Jones had 267 yards and a touchdown passing, though. And he was the lead rusher with 27 yards and a touchdown because they were very, 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 very holding back Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Because they did I not think... want him to be hurt. So they gave him 10 carries for 26 yards, where Melvin I... Gordon had 11 carries and 101 yards and a touchdown. I, I figured they wouldn't let Saquon have like a full role in this game. Yeah, it made me kind of sad. Uh, made yeah. my fantasy team very sad. And Judy goes down with a high ankle sprain, which also made my fantasy team really sad. But it could have been a lot worse because I don't know if you saw the uh, the tackle, but his leg got caught underneath the guy and completely bent back. Ugh. It was gross. But it's just a high ankle sprain, so you know what? It's okay. The top three for the receivers for the Giants did pretty well. Shepard, Slayton, and Galladay, they all did pretty solid. And then nothing else. They had no other receivers, really. <laughs> no. The Giants need to run the ball a lot more. They need to just feed Barkley. And the Broncos just need to keep doing what they're doing. They're just managing games and taking the big plays when they can. Yeah, well, the Broncos, they're going to have a real struggle now because it's like Judy's gone. So they just got Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. But they have Hamler? Well, Hamler too, I guess. And then they got Noah Fant. But missing without Judy, is going to be – well, Different. Noah also didn't – I mean, Noah did all right. He gave me 12 points in fantasy, but I wanted 20, so I'm kind of upset with him right now. So, Why don't you send him a written letter? 
Um, Talking about people that actually did pretty well in fantasy, we've got the Rams against the Bears. Matt Stafford, top three fantasy quarterback this year. We got 20 completions, 321 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Dalton, the Red Rocket, he can only hold on to that title for so long. Sam Darnold's coming up on him. He had 206 yards and a pick. Fields had two completions for 10 yards. Fields also had a rushing touchdown for three yards. David Montgomery looked really good in this game, too. He looked like a solid back, 16 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown. He's uh, a really Henderson, good back. You know, he's a solid, solid Last back. year, he was on my fantasy team, and he just tore it up. Uh, Henderson looked really good with 70 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, uh, he had 108 yards and a touchdown. Jefferson had that big 67-yard touchdown right away from Stafford that opened up the game, basically. Woods also had a touchdown. Bears, they don't really have receivers other than Allen Robinson. And when you only have one receiver and you can just get bullied by uh, Jalen Ramsey, there's really no receivers on the team. So, Well, they had Darnell Mooney out there, too. I mean, he he's all right. I think he's going to keep getting better, though. He improved a lot last year. He was a fifth-round pick last year. I He played good last year. I think he's going to keep getting better. Yeah, it's 231 only- yards. The only thing is for me, though, is with them, it's like, how long do you think the Bears continue with the Red Rifle quarterback? Eventually, Fields is going to take this team over. So, I saw this. Their next schedule, their only team that has a good pass rush is, like, there's one team. Uh, crap, I should have looked this up. Is the Browns. They got Miles Garrett. Otherwise, they play the Bengals and the Lions and the Raiders until they play the Packers again. So, what they could do is they could start Fields against the Bengals and then maybe start uh, Andy against the Browns, but they're not going to do that. They're going to start Andy against the Bengals. Maybe at halftime if the game's close, but Dalton isn't playing that well, they throw in Fields. And then that gives them some like playtime against not-so-good <clears throat> pass rushers. But if they throw them against the Browns, the Browns are going to eat. And <laughs> they're going to eat them all day. Lions yeah. wouldn't be a bad place for him to start. The Raiders also wouldn't be a bad place for him to start. But the Raiders do have a not a elite but a solid pass rush. Yeah, I just but think if you wait later Fields for the season, you got the you got the Packers, you got the Bucks, you got the Niners, you got the Steelers. Yeah, I I don't think Fields would do any worse than Dalton's going to do. He's well, a real. No, you don't you don't worry about this year though with Fields. You worry about the next ten years. That's what I'm saying. Now, if you don't have a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, they got a really good defense, but that's, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I got Rams are uh, what we thought in a tough division. They may win that division. Who knows? Probably will, but you never know. And the Bears may be better than we think because that first half, they honestly surprised me. Their defense looked really They held scary. in there. Yeah, they held Other in there. Other than that one big play, they didn't let up anything else. Yeah. But the also defense... when your offense can't move the ball that well – and you're just making your defense out there the whole game, I get why the Rams scored so much. Yeah, and like we were talking about earlier, I don't understand. So the 49ers are in the same camp here. The Bears just put Fields into these really weird situations where it'd be like an option play. I I don't understand it at all. So if you're going to play him, just play him the entire time. Because then the options are just kind of like irrelevant. True. I, I have no idea. Maybe just to make them feel the lights, I guess. I, I guess something, and then your Monday night game also a top contender. There's three like really really high games. If you say they were the best games, I'd be okay with. You had the Thursday night game, 
you had the Browns Chiefs game and you had this Ravens and Raiders game. If you said either one of those games are the best game of the week, I wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah, this game was really good. <laughs> Lamar looked really good out there. He had a solid total of 321 yards. He had one touchdown passing. He had 235 yards passing and the 86 yards from rushing. Uh, Ty Son Williams. It's Ty apostrophe Son. He uh, just got called the starter after Gus Edwards got injured, and he was the final back that was left. He got 65 yards and a touchdown. Latavius Murray got signed by the team on Thursday, got 28 yards and a touchdown also. Uh, Josh Jacobs, who is a solid back, he only had 34 yards, but he had two touchdowns. They were playing from behind after the half, so, I mean, it makes sense. You're not going to run the ball that much. Carr yeah. threw the ball 56 times. He can't do that, but he had 435 yards and two touchdowns, so maybe he can. Well, some yeah. of those passes in this game, like, they were really good passes, and the receiver just couldn't get it done. It kind of threw yeah. me for a loop. Darren Waller, 19 targets. He caught the ball 10 times, though. 105 yards and a touchdown. Um, Renfro got 70 yards. Uh, and then Edwards got 81 yards. He had Sammy Watkins out there with 96 yards. And Marquise Brown on my fantasy team, 69 yards and a touchdown. Nice. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah. What else I got here? I think that the Raiders are legit. Looks like we said last year. We I remember last year we talked about them. We thought they were a playoff team, and they just barely missed it. They had a poor second half of the season. And I think the Ravens are just fine. There's no need to panic. They just let up with the big touchdown at the end of the game. That was it. Yeah, well, the thing with the Raiders, I don't know if it's because their D-line's so good or Baltimore's O-line's just not good at all. Their, their D-line's not that good. They have, some D- sol- they have some solid D-linemen, but they don't have any, like, elite D-linemen. But they're solid yeah, I, I agree with that, but they picked up uh, Farrell. He used to play at Clemson in college. Yeah. I think he was a decent pickup, and they picked up a couple of other defensive well, players. Farrell's on their team. They drafted Farrell. Did they? Yeah. Who was it that they picked they... up? They picked up somebody else then. KJ Wright. Maybe. Because their defense looked a lot better than it did last year. Ningakwe? Was it Ningakwe? Yeah, that might have been him. I think it was Ngakwe. Yeah, he played for the Ravens last year. Yeah, well, their defense looked pretty good, I thought. So, because they kept yeah, a yeah. lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson, which was always yeah, and that's why, And that's why I think the Ravens have nothing to worry about, because even though they had all that pressure and their corners were doing some pretty good jobs, Lamar was looking really good out there still. Mm-hmm. He's still, yeah. he's still a human cheat code, so... The biggest question mark for the Ravens is going to be the practice field turf. <laughs> True. Because it's, it's taking out like three just, prominent players. You, <laughs> you might as well just get rid of that and get some new stuff. It's bad juju. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Ruggs, I noted, <laughs> I noted that Henry Ruggs didn't play that well, but I do know that he was going up against uh, the second best cornerback in the league in Humphrey. So. Yeah. No, it is a pretty but, good game, though. I, I was pretty happy when it went with the OT. But now, yeah, we got free football. You can never be mad with free football. Now we have been at this pod for an hour and fifteen minutes. Let's try to get it. Let's try to finish it in the next five minutes. That way, we just have an hour twenty. Um, we have next week's picks. I have them all written down. I have what my picks already are, and I have what the teams are favored to buy. Are you ready? Yeah, let's roll. All right, first game: Giants at football team. Football team are three point favorite. Who do you got? I got the Giants on this one. I also have the Giants. 
Next team we got are the Bengals at the Bears. Bears are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll take the Bengals on this one. Red Rifle the quarterback. Yeah. The Bengals are not their quarterback. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. I thought you meant uh, for the Bengals. I was like, he doesn't play for the Bengals anymore. No, no, it's just the Bears. Uh, (laughs) Next, we got Texans at Browns. Browns are a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. I said the Browns, but I think that the Texans will keep it closer to 12-and-a-half points. Yeah, I'd agree with that completely. I take the Browns, but Texans played too well last week not to get blown out. (laughs) Exactly. With that new head coach, they're doing all right. Yep. Oh, one second. Sorry. Now we got Rams at Colts. Rams are a three and a half point favorite. It's in Indy. Yep. Yeah, I'm still going to take the Rams here. Why'd you even ask me? You know, because it makes kind of a difference because they're in a dome. I mean, they're both in a dome, <laughs> I guess, but it's just the home field advantage with the fans back this year. Uh, we got Bills at Dolphins. Bills are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I think the Bills here, I think they're going to play like the Packers do where they need to really get a win out. All right, we got Patriots at Jets. Jets yeah, Patriots. Six point... Yeah, that's what I figured. I also have the Patriots, by the way. I guess I haven't been saying my picks. I have the Rams, Bills, and Patriots also. Uh, okay. We have not had a different pick yet. <laughs> 49ers I, yeah. at Eagles. 49ers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, they're three-and-a-half-point favorite, and I think they're going to demolish that. Raiders at Steelers. Steelers are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a tough one. Uh, I think I'm going to roll with Pittsburgh because they're at home. All right, that's our first one that's different. I think even if the Steelers win, I think it's only by a field goal. Yeah, I, I think it's a close game. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Saints at Panthers. Saints are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I have the Raiders, by the way. I forgot to say that. Yeah, I'll go against the grain. I'll take Carolina here. I think New Orleans had a really good show out. You believe in the red rifle, I see. Well, compared to Jameis Winston, they're about the same. Oh, Jameis Winston got five touchdowns there. You uh, do not put blasphemy on his name. With 148 yards. (laughs) <laughs> we ha- he only had a freaking 20-yard field to play on every time he went out there. Broncos <laughs> at Jags. Broncos are a six-point favorite. At the Jags? Yeah. I'll take the – this is the toss-up. I'll take the Jags on this one. I also took the Jags. Uh, next, we got Vikings at Cardinals. Cardinals are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll take Arizona on this one. Yeah, I also have Arizona. Oh, we have Falcons at Bucks. Bucks are a twelve and a half point favorite. Yeah, Bucks, but I don't think they cover. Yeah, I have the Falcons. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I'm loyal, okay? Yeah, yeah, loyalty is key here. It got me four <laughs> wins last year. Or four picks last year. Uh Cowboys at Chargers. Chargers are a three point favorite. This, I think, will be game of the week. But I'm going to take the Cowboys on this one. Dak Prescott impressed me a lot. Yeah. Got the Chargers on this one. Yeah. Okay. Next game, we got Titans at Seahawks. Seahawks are a five and a half point favorite. In Seattle, you said? Yep. 
I'll take the Seahawks on this one, but I think Tennessee keeps it close. I also have the Seahawks, and I can agree with that. Next, we got Chiefs at Ravens. Chiefs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Chiefs. And then we got Lions at Packers. Packers are an 11-point favorite. Packers are going to crucify these guys. I don't think they crucify them, but I think I have to change one of my picks. Let's see here. One, two, three, four. Yeah, we only have four different picks. So I have to change one of mine. Uh, I think I'm going to change. You should take the Ravens. I should. What I should do is I should change the Falcons pick back to the Bucks. Is what I should no. do. No. No. <laughs> do we want to have it where you can't, or where you have to? Pick, yeah, you have to pick one more team. You can't just change one of yours to agree with somebody. That sounds fair. Yeah. Um. Let's do. God, I really want the Cardinals to win. Eagles aren't going to win. Jets aren't going to win. Dolphins aren't going to win. Colts aren't going to win either. Your best bet's Baltimore. My best bet's probably Titans, honestly. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to go off the green. Colts, I'm picking the Colts over the Rams. Yeah, home field advantage. Bold strategy, Cotton. See how it plays out. We'll see how it holds out. But all right, so we got our picks for next week. Your games to watch. Are the Rams at the Colts, Raiders at Steelers, Saints at Panthers, and the Falcons at the Bucks, as well as the Cowboys at the Chargers? Should be a good week. Should be a good week indeed. But that's all we got for you. So see you next week. All right, later.